Welcome to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, where your host and fellow nutritional therapy practitioner, Andrea Nordling, teaches you how to grow a sustainable, impactful, and consistently profitable health and wellness practice by following her proven formula. Welcome back to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, my friend. I am joined on today's episode with a student in the Profitable Nutritionist Program. Her name is Debbie Brick, and she has an incredible story to share about her first month in the program, specifically going from 10 years as a one-on-one holistic nutrition practitioner being very burned out with her clients, realizing she was not making money in her business to speak of when she actually had her bookkeeper run the numbers and print them for her and was astonished at how little money she was making considering how hard and how long she was working and how she very, very quickly instituted some big boundaries in her business, changed her offer and went from consults that were not converting at all one week to the next week, making $8,550 in one day. She has such a great story, but not only is it a good story, she's very specific about what it was that she changed in what she was talking about, what she was thinking about, and how she was selling her offer and the clients that she was working with, which is what created this big shift in her business. It's a very, very tactical episode and specific on what she was working on. So I know you are going to love this episode, specifically if you are feeling like success is far away. Like it takes a long time to get there. I have to work really hard for a long time. That is not true. It is usually very, very simple, doable, tactical switches that need to get turned on in your brain and a few different things that need to be done instead of what you're doing and the floodgates open because the truth is people are really sick. They need your help. That is the sad truth in the world today. There's no shortage of clients. It is just usually a messaging problem or an offer problem or a combination of the two with some mindset issues along with it that are causing the delay in those clients reaching out to you and throwing their credit card. Debbie has a lot to say about this, and I know you're going to love the episode. She talks very specifically about what components in the Profitable Nutritionist Program were really helpful for her, including the, let's see, how did she describe it? The definition of her easiest client versus her hardest client. That is a concept that I teach inside the program. And as you are listening to this episode, I actually am opening up that part of the program for free for five days in the upcoming Clients Week Challenge. I don't know if we call it challenge, Clients Week Training Series. So for five days, February 26th to March 1st, you get access to the easiest clients, hardest clients framework and exactly how to work this out for yourself in your own marketing. So you know what to say and what not to say to your people to get the right ones reaching out to you. This was something that was really helpful for Debbie. She talks about it in the episode. So I want to make sure if you are listening in real time that you understand that is exactly what I am teaching in the upcoming Clients Week free training. So go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash clients, plural, to sign up for that if you are listening in real time. Again, that is February 26th to March 1st. Additionally, the enrollment for the spring enrollment in the Profitable Nutritionist Program will also be open starting next week, which is February 29th to March 6th. So if you want to come into the program, and you totally should, so you can hang out with Debbie and hundreds of other very, very successful practitioners that can share all of their wisdom with you, and you can go through the process and the frameworks that she talks about in the program, you too could make $8,550 in your first four weeks of the program happen to be on one day for her. 
So fun. I can't wait for you to hear all about that in this episode. So if you are joining us in the program, it is theprofitablenutritionist.com slash join. That is the information page with all of the details on the program. And you can sign up for the wait list to make sure you get email notifications on February 29th when the doors are open. Now, if you're listening to this episode in the future, past the Clients Week training and the enrollment dates, you can still go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash join details page and get the dates for the next up upcoming enrollment. We keep that updated always with the next dates that the doors will be open. So you can always get those there. All right. Without further ado, I am going to slide on over to my interview with Debbie, which was so juicy. I cannot wait for you to hear it. All right. Welcome Debbie Brick to the podcast. I'm so, so jazzed about our conversation today. I don't even know what we're going to talk about today, but I know it's going to be so good. I told Debbie, we're going to, I'm going to ask about your journey, how you got here, things that you've learned, things that would help other people, what you have, what has been the reality of your business in comparison to what you thought your business would be like. So I know this is going to be a really valuable conversation regardless of what direction it goes. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> this is going to be great. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got to the point where you're doing it? Tell us about how you got here. Okay. So I'm a board certified holistic nutritionist. And I guess my interest in nutrition began when I was like 17 years old. My dad was 43 and I had his first triple bypass surgery. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 43 years old. Um, it really scared me. Oh, no, over the next 20 years or so, he had two more open heart surgeries, plus many angioplasties in between. And I just remember thinking, I don't want to end up like my dad. So mm -hmm. I tried all sorts of different diets. I suffered from chronic constipation and depression pretty much my whole life. And I tried doing vegan and vegetarian and all that, but that went out the window when I got pregnant for my son and craved a burger. But <laughs> <laughs> all the burgers. Let's have the yeah. bacon. Let's have the burger. <laughs> exactly. So I still struggled. And then in 2007, my husband was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Oh, wow. And that was probably the defining moment for me because he was at a point where the meds that they originally put him on weren't working. They had him on 6MP, which is a med they give cancer patients to suppress your immune system, plus prednisone. And if he wasn't taking these drugs, he literally would have bloody diarrhea. It was terrible. So I, I always suspected food played a role. And I started doing all this research to try to help my husband. And there was all this conflicting information. And, and I, I wasn't sure. And I, I did like a 30 minute free nutrition consult at a health food store. And just a few tweaks that she did for me made a difference. And I said, this is it. I need to learn how to do this for myself to help my family. So that's when I decided to become a holistic nutritionist. And that was in January of 2013, when I went to school for that. Amazing. It was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't it kind of cool to put the timeline together and actually realize, oh, wow, like it was this and this and this and 10 years ago. Amazing. Yeah. I know it's crazy. And, but the funny part was, is I started making the changes and starting to feel fantastic and healing my body. And my husband wasn't even willing to, to change. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I did all this for you. You know, I didn't, didn't think that I was going to make a business out of it. I wanted to help my husband and my family members, but thankfully he eventually got sick and tired of being sick. And 
started making the changes. And I'm happy to say that he has been in remission and medication free for about 11 years now. Amazing. That's so exciting. That is a really, really, really good story. So cool. Because our family members can be our our toughest clients sometimes. They 100, at least mine are. They, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Okay. So 2013, you get certified. And at this point, did you know it was going to be a business for you? Or were you still thinking this is just for you? No. So I honestly wasn't really thinking that it was going to be a business. At the time, I was working as a hairdresser. I've, I've done a bunch of different things. I've done customer training consult for a computer company. And then I took off 20 years to have my kids and then went to work part-time as a hairdresser. And then I found myself just constantly talking about nutrition with my clients and uh, or customers. And so then when I was in school for nutrition, I had to have two, I had to put, take on two clients for without charging them and also teach a five-week nutrition program class oh. in a business. Okay. So the two clients that I took on, I actually hit it in, on Facebook. I went on this local holistic site and I said, is anybody out there that has ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease that would like free nutrition counseling? <laughs> you know, I need it for school, blah, 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 because that is what I really wanted to specialize in. Yeah. And I had a young college student who, who signed up with me. And then I had a neighbor with, uh, so he had ulcerative colitis and a neighbor with Hashimoto's. And I was, I, I remember thinking when I went into it, I don't even know if this is going to work. You know, I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I have no idea. So, but I'm like, I need it for school. So I was working with them and I could not believe the improvements and like how, how much it helped. And so I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then I taught the five classes at a company and one person signed up for nutrition counseling with me. And I was like, oh, okay. And again, super successful client. And I was like, well, this is really cool. I want to help everybody now. Yeah. And so it became, I like, I became obsessed with like wanting to help people, but almost to a fault because I was like, I wish I could just do this for free because I just want to help everybody. Yeah. I bet a lot of people listening to this episode are having the same thoughts. I want to just point out the genius though, of you posting very specifically, does anyone have Crohn's or ulcerative colitis in calling out those conditions of people you want to work with? I would imagine that the response was bigger by having something specific. I mean, you were getting specific people that are like either yes or no, I have that. I don't have that. And probably people, and I, I don't know what your, what your experience was around this, but I would imagine other people thinking, oh, okay, I have to send so-and-so her way like in the future or just knowing, I guess what I'm saying is I, knowing what nutritional therapy can help with is so, right. is so huge. And you calling it out, like I want someone that has this or this that I want to work with. That is so major in your marketing to call out who you want to work with. Cause we think that people know what nutritional therapy can help with and they really have no idea. So that's just genius. I think that was a great way for you to start. If I would have kept going that way, that probably would have been amazing. But until <laughs> I met you, Andrea, I decided that, oh no, I can't niche because then you know, nobody will come to me. How many people have this? How many people suffer from this? So I was just very broad. And yeah. And even if you're broad, I can't wait to see where this goes, by the way. But even if you're broad, I think you can do those same call outs with everything. We get yeah. like 
if I, I'm taking two new clients that have Hashimoto's. I'm doing, you know, it could be a variation of that for like all the different things. And just what a great way to educate the people that are watching on what, what you can help with. And I love the that you posted in a group that was already kind of holistically minded. I think that was genius. Okay, so mm-hmm. keep going. All right, so you you wanted to work with all the people for free. That doesn't work long term. Right. It's, not, it's not a great business model, by the way. <laughs> But there are, I mean, it can be a strategy. So I'm curious to hear how it went. Tell us the story. Okay. So when I started, I I didn't charge much at all. And I started with meeting people like in their homes or coffee shops, things like that. And then I eventually got myself a small office. So I wasn't charging much at all. And I, in fact, I had a client come in and say to me, she goes, why are you charging only this much? I can't remember what it was at the time, but it was like a whole, like I worked with people for like months for like $195 or something. It was like really crazy low. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know what to charge. I didn't really have the, the, I loved the education that I received, but unfortunately I received absolutely zero education on business and how to mm-hmm. run a business and what to price. And so I basically was winging it the whole time, the whole 10 years I was winging it. And I did get very busy and I did raise my prices over the years, but it still wasn't enough. I remember my, my husband does the accounting and this is another thing that I know, like the Profitable Nutritionist Program, your program has really been so eye-opening for me about how I need to run every aspect of my business that I don't even really know what's going on in the background. You know, I you know, my husband's like, oh, it's all in QuickBooks. I can just print it, print it out anytime you want. But I don't really pay that much attention. And so I had, I go, can you print out like how much I'm actually like making? Like, <laughs> when he did that, I was so discouraged. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I was working nights, weekends, doing paperwork. I, I, I literally put myself on the back burner. My, my kids would say, mom, can you want to watch a movie? I can't, I'm working. And I look back on that now and, and I'm not proud of it at all. And I got to the point where I got so burnt. I just kept burning out. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take less people. And then I would, I'm, I'm type of person that has a hard time saying no. So somebody would call me up and I'm like, well, it's like a two month wait. Oh, do you have anything sooner? Like, I'm really, I have all these issues and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, and I'd look at my schedule and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I guess I could get you in here. Okay. And, but it was really doing them a disservice because I got to the point where I, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And it, it, I hate to say this, but like, I would like, if somebody canceled or rescheduled, I'd be like, oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah. Because I just, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. And what happened was I, I just like kept praying, okay, what do I do? What do I do? I really love helping people, but I keep burning out. I kept, I kept taking like all these little courses, avoid burnout and like nothing was helping. And then I broke my elbows. Oh no, plural. I, yeah, I, I took a, a hard fall and that was in July of 2022 and I couldn't work. Like I couldn't type, I couldn't even bend my arms and so I, all the people that I had scheduled with me, I actually canceled Okay. and the clients that I had left, I just finished them up and said that, you know, I'm retiring. I figured this was my sign. I'm supposed to retire. Mm-hmm. 
I closed my office because I had my own office at that time. And then I took that time to work on myself Mm -hmm. because I just was not in a good mental place at that point. I just knew I wasn't. And then in December, I took a job as a teacher aide. December. Okay, so this is December 2022. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I finished off my clients. They went till about January of 2023. I started the teacher aid job in December of 2022. And I enjoyed it. I mean, I love the kids and everything. And there was no, obviously, you know, I come home and there's no paperwork. And I was like, this is great. And, And actually, it's so funny because the school, somebody from the school messaged me and said, are you the same Debbie Brick? that is the nutritionist. And I was like, yeah. And um, cause she's like, this may be a stupid question. I'm like, no, that's not, that's me. Cause I never, <laughs> I never shut down my website. I kept it up there. And she said, well, we're having a wellness day. Would you be willing to teach some nutrition classes for our, for, for everybody? And I said, yeah. I would is this love for students to. or staff? For each for staff. Okay. And I love teaching that I actually love to do I love standing in front. I've, I've, I've done many teaching engagements. I love it. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that. So I got a great response. Uh, you know, you could pick which classes you wanted to go to. So my class got a really good response. And after that, now that they know that I'm a nutritionist, I have all these people asking me questions and it kind of sparked it back up in me. And it made me realize how much I miss doing it. Mm-hmm. And I had people telling me, Oh, you know, you know, boy, I could really use someone like you. I could really use someone. And that was a really hard, when I stepped back, that was super hard for me too, because I was so afraid to let so many people down. I, I never advertised. I got super busy just by referrals, just by posting in that holistic Facebook page, just helping people, just answering some basic questions, just kind of got my name out there and, and doing like, wellness fairs. And I do speaking, free speaking engagements at the wellness fair. And that's pretty much how I built up my business and visiting doctors. I would also go visit doctors. So I have functional medicine practitioners that were sending their patients to me. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't like disappoint them. And so I, that just, I just kept going and going and burning and burning. So when I went back to school in uh, September, back to the school, I realized I just wasn't enjoying it like I was before. And I was really missing having my own business and being my own boss and helping people. And I started, I'm like, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do a group program. That's what I'll do. I'll do a group program. No more one-on-one because there's no money in it. It just burns me out. Even though I love helping people, it's just, it just does not work. And I literally was watching, I was binging free coaching videos. Like you put out the free program, the free five day uh, program. There was a couple of other people that did that. So I'm watching all of these different coaches and I'm thinking, I'll just get it. I'm just going to do a online business so I can work one hour a week and make a hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Cause that's what a lot of them were promoting. And I actually reached, I asked you 
because I thought, well, maybe I should be in the mastermind because I've been in business for 10 years. Why would I go into the profitable nutritionist program? That's going to be too elementary for me, right? Thinking that, yeah, like I know what I'm doing, which I clearly didn't. Which um, you clearly did. You had a lot of clients, a lot of referrals. You know exactly what you're doing. But okay, you've got Maybe on that end. Maybe I know the nutrition. But yeah. as far as running a business, no. And so I had reached out to you and I, and I asked you and you said, no, you recommended that I do the profitable nutritionist program first. And so I was like, okay, well, yeah, well, I'll just, I'll do it. I'll see if I can get anything out of it. (laughs) But I got to say, like, it was the best decision I ever made. I'm so glad I didn't go with those other programs. I'm loving working one-on-one again, and I'm not stressed at all. And I realized what I was, you know, missing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is, was, remind me, was this December, 2023 when you joined the program? So yes. Okay. Okay. So you joined TPN, you come in, we have to talk about what happened in your first like six weeks in the program. Let's, let's get into it. Yeah. What changed? What did you decide? You went through, I mean, I I teach a process in there for deciding what your offer is, and it can be group. It can be one-on-ones, but clearly you decided to do one-on-one again. So tell like, let's walk us through. Tell me about that. How did you decide? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was determined to do group and there's a lot with that too, to get that all going. Yeah. And you know, it, there is, I mean, there truly is yeah. get a group. So that anybody that's tried to do this or has successfully done it knows it is a different skill set to sell a bunch of people to start something all at the same time and fill a group the way that you want to. That is its own pressure for sure. Right. So as I'm going through your program, I'm like, well, I know how to do one-on-one and I know why I got so burnt out now taking your program. And so I'm like, well, I'll start with one-on-one, get a couple people in. It's fine while I'm working on this group program, not thinking I was going to really enjoy it. And it was going to be as great as it was. So not only what you teach with the 30 day um, challenge, but also the coaching calls and the peer groups were really super helpful, super, super helpful. As I'm going through all, you know, the whole program plus the 30 days, and I'm learning so much of what I didn't learn for, for business. So in addition to the business, my whole mindset was completely wrong. And I didn't realize how bad it was that until I started to do the 30 day challenge. And I'm reading these questions and I'm like, some of them I was like, I don't know. It was almost like, well, I, I as part of me didn't even want to answer them. Mm, so it's almost like I didn't want to address the issues. And I'm a journaling person. I journal, I do gratitudes, I do all that. But it was something about those questions. And I, I don't, and I, so some of them I would look at and I'm going, and I was like, well, I'll just do it in my head. I'm not going to write it down. <laughs> you know, that kind of <laughs> Yep. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's the, that's a red flag that we don't like what we're seeing in there for sure. Right. And then I'm, you know, the encouragement of everybody else and and your videos and everything. I'm like, no, no, I just really need to put a hundred percent in and I need to do this. 
So yes, what Debbie's yes. talking about, I want to just clarify so everybody knows. So in the Profitable Nutritionist Program, we have live coaching calls with me, with our support coaches. I bring in guest coaches. So there's ample opportunity to do live Q&A on our static coaching calls, live coaching calls. But we also have brainstorm breakout sessions. So you mentioned you like the, the peer groups and the live coaching calls. The brainstorm breakout sessions are where we all get on Zoom at a certain time. And then me or my team breaks it into small groups of three to five people. And you actually peer review each other other's ideas, copy, evaluations of clients, your client process, all of that, but you get real-time feedback and we kind of have a system for how we do that. So everybody gets equal airtime in those groups and those are super helpful. But in addition to that, twice a year, we do a live 3K in 30 days challenge, which we just wrapped up in January. So that is what Debbie's talking about in terms of the 30-day challenge and doing the exercises in that every day. And it's just a journaling prompt that you do every morning. That's what the challenge is. But it is, as she's saying, very, very insightful to see what's going on in that brain of ours <laughs> and to really peel back the layers of the onion on our thoughts on ourselves and our thoughts about our clients and their results and all of the things that come up when we have a big goal and a finite timeline. So that's what the 3K challenge is about. So you're doing your journaling with the 3K challenge prompts and feeling like you don't even want to write them down. <laughs> Totally, right. totally common. I love it. But you did. And what yeah. happened? What happened was my mind started to shift and I could clearly see the blockages that I had that I need to break through. My my blockages about my self-confidence, um, mm. my issues with money and charging people what I'm worth because I, I guess I had this fear of like, I, like I've looked at other what other people charge. And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, how could, I can't believe they're charging that much money, you know, oh. and thinking that that was like a bad thing. And I, I just, I guess I was undervaluing myself number one for years. Mm. And I think part of it was because I felt like I wanted to help everyone partly because I didn't value what I was offering. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I said, when I calculated the time I was spending, and how much I was charging, I, I was horrified. You, you know, it's like I was making less than minimum wage. It, it, it just, it's like, it's not fair. Like, so I had to change my mindset about money, which this really, really helped me to do. The other thing that the whole program has helped me to do is like to set boundaries. I had an issue. I always had an issue with setting boundaries. You know, it's, I'm embarrassed to say that like my 90 minute phone consult or 90 minute initial consults would sometimes go for two and a half hours or more. Okay. I gotcha. just would not shut people down. It's so funny when you, when you talk about the, was it discouraged Debbie and, and um, <laughs> yeah, DIY Debbie and confident and Courtney. Yeah. Confident Courtney. I was like, I literally was at the gym listening to that, wanting to crawl into a corner thinking, oh my gosh, she's talking about me. <laughs> I did. I did when I published that. And that's been for years. Like we've used that for years, but I was like, I do feel bad for any Debbie that actually. Does. I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, Andrea, like, were you like in my home or something? <laughs> Let's take a minute and talk about podcasts. Here's how they work. You subscribe and then every Tuesday, rain or shine, you're going to get a brand new episode in your feed for free from me that's going to help you make more money in less time and impact more people's lives. 
It's incredible. Don't we just have the best jobs, by the way? (laughs) We sure do. And because we don't run any ads on this show, the one thing I would ask from you in exchange for all the value that you're getting here is to take 60 seconds after you subscribe and leave a review. When you rate their podcast and leave a review, it tells Apple and Spotify and all the other podcast platforms that this is quality content. And then those algorithms share it with way more people who also want to impact more people's lives. See what I'm saying? (laughs) Leaving that quick review might just change everything for someone else and their business. We've made it really easy. If you don't know how to leave a review in your podcast app, just go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash review, where you'll get a magic link to leave that review in whatever podcast platform you use. Again, if you don't know how to do the review, go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash review, and we'll show you exactly how. Thank you so much for taking the time. It really, really does mean the world. And it's, it's like, it's crazy how so many of the things that you have said, it, it was like, it's like, she's like literally reading my mind. Like it's crazy. And then, you know, not comparing yourself to others, which is what I would constantly do. And, you know, you said, don't, I'll never forget it. You said, don't compare yourself to others. Don't look at what, you know, everybody else is doing, do the numbers do. And when I did the numbers, that's when I started to really see my value and change. And then when I, when I did one of the, the group, Oh, the breakout sessions, the breakout sessions, the peer breakout sessions, I was like, all like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do a three month package. That's the other thing I had. I had 50 million different offers and then I would throw them all out there. And of course they'd pick the, the cheapest one, or they would pick just the genetic testing with the, with the review, which I felt like it was a disservice because I couldn't really work with them. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to charge $1,100. I'm going to charge. That's, that's a lot. I was like, man. And then I got on this peer group and they're like, oh my gosh, Debbie, what are you talking about? This is like, that's way too low. And I'm like, what do you mean? And, and you know, one of the, one of the girls said, yeah, I'm right now I'm charging 1997, but I plan to be at 5k by the end of the year. And I was like, she goes, you need to charge at least 1997. And I'm like, oh my gosh, really? And uh, she's like, yeah, you can do this. And so I got all amped up. I had, I had a phone console, like it was either that day or the next day, one or two of them. And I wasn't believing that price. And I could tell that I wasn't believing that price. And so they, you know, I can see the value, but I just can't afford it. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, you know, I'll be here if you need me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, so then I went back to my mindset. I went back to my numbers. I went back to figuring it out. And I figured the, a better, a more comfortable price for me was 1850. Okay. Isn't that so fascinating that 1850 and 1997 was a huge difference in your brain? In my brain, it was an enormous difference. So wild. Yeah. And, and then I I also offered genetic testing and I'm like, I'm going to make just a genetic test add on because I don't want to force people to have to get it. So I did the genetic test add on with the review. And so with that package, 2650, that's just the, the, what came to me, 2650. And, and this is for three months working with them with the genetic testing. And I felt super good about it. Like I, I like did a lot of brainstorming, a lot of soul searching, all that prayer. And then I had two calls two two more initial consults. And I went into it with a different mindset. Like, I'm like, I can help these people. This is what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And 
the first one purchased the the three month package with genetic testing for himself and his wife, and he wanted that they wanted the genetic testing for their son. So I, I didn't I let them add that by itself. So I so I I sold two packages with genetic tests to the parents and a genetic test with a review for their child. Then I had another call that same day. And that person also booked with the genetic testing. And I was like, oh my gosh, in one day, I made over $8,500. Like, I'm like, this is insane. This is insane because your belief was so high and you were so sold on it. And you just, you were there to sell and just help them. Until I went to bed last that night. Oh, okay. And then? And then, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm like, I run downstairs, I slide across the floor. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then I go to bed that night and imposter syndrome just pops up in my head. Mm. And I'm laying there and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if, what if I don't deliver? What if I, and then all my brain starts going nuts on me. Yeah. Even though I've had success throughout my career, I, towards the end, when I, when I decided to, to retire, quote, retire, I had attracted a lot of non-ideal clients because of my thought processes. Mm. Those few towards the end weren't getting the results because they, and I'm like, why do they keep paying me when they're not doing what I'm asking them to do? You know, I know Debbie, I'm supposed to do this, but you know, I was stressful day at work. So I ate a whole bag of Cheetos and, you know, and I'm just like, it was just discouraging, but I didn't realize until I took your program that a lot of that was because I was so defeated my clients were defeated. And just like with the 30 day challenge, how it's changing my mindset, how that changes our clients' mindset. And it, it just was just mind blowing. So slept terrible, got up the next day and I'm like, okay, once again, I need to do my journaling and I need to go back. And it definitely, you know, a lot of work on myself during this, but you know, I'm happy to say the ones that are paying that money and that I am working with now, they're very happy and we're already seeing results and it's only been a few weeks. So it's been great. It's so, so fun to watch that happen. And then to see your brain play out in real time with the imposter syndrome. I'm so glad you brought this up so we can talk about it because you said you laid in bed that night and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what if I can't get them results? What if they don't do the things? Like, what if it doesn't work? What if they think it's a waste of money? What if they want to refund all of that? And I just want to offer for anybody listening to that, when you have those thoughts that seem like rhetorical questions, just answer the rhetorical questions. Like your brain is going to keep looping on those things. So the best thing you can do is answer the rhetorical questions. Okay. What if they don't get results? Make a plan. What will I do? Um, I'll evaluate with them. We'll figure out what isn't working. We'll try some new things. I will reach out to other practitioners I know. I will post in the TPN group and find out who else has had a similar experience. What would they do? I will, I mean, like make evidence for yourself about how you're resourceful and you'll figure it out if that happens. Same thing with like if if they want a refund. We want to hide hide from that. And I don't think you said that specifically, but like a lot of people really want to not acknowledge that. They're just like, that'll never happen. I have to make sure that never happens. And they lay in bed at night stressing that it might happen, but really just make a plan. Just answer the rhetorical question. What would happen if I got a refund request? What would I do? What would I change in the future? How would I evaluate that? How would I handle it? And just answering those questions will calm your brain down so much. Yeah, that's great advice for sure. But I think you did that. I think you innately did that. You just, you got up, you got back to it. 
and you kind of answer those questions for yourself. All right. I'm, fe- <laughs> I'm feeling all the feels. My brain is freaking out. I'm having the imposter syndrome. What am I going to do about it? And you're still moving forward. And I just love it so much. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. And then as you go on, you get more and more confident yeah. in, in what you're doing. But you're right. It's like not allowing those thoughts to to bring you down and to um, you know, just keep keep going. Totally. And the referrals that come from these clients are going to already expect the higher price. They're going to already understand the investment. I mean, people talk, so we have to be realistic about that too. You're going to get great results with these people and they're going to go spread the word. And then those people come to you already knowing what the offer is already, you know, having an idea about how it's going to work. And the selling is more natural. They already come in pretty sold. I mean, they're whoever they've talked to has already shared results with them. It gets easier. The snowball is rolling faster down the hill. And then that does build your confidence even more. And it's just, it just compounds. So good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's been wonderful. So what is now I have to ask to circle back to your plans for group versus one-on-one? What does that look like now for the rest of the year for you? What are you thinking? So I, I still would like to put together a group program, but I'm thinking I'm going to have to join the mastermind. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm not super good with tech and I get overwhelmed easily when it comes to tech, it, it, it just, and I know you have all the resources for, for people to help, I guess. And two, I don't want to, I have a habit of starting something and then, oh, let's start this. And I've got like five things I want to start and then I overwhelm myself and I don't do anything. So yeah. I have to be careful. Like I want to start a podcast and it's like, okay, do I start a podcast now or should I wait to start a podcast? Do I blog? I started the newsletter and I have like, I'm up to, which I had zero email list at all. And I think I'm up to 60, 70 subscribers, something like that. So that's exciting. That's so Um, exciting. Because I do have social media, but I hate it. So that's another thing that attracted me to your program is like, I really would rather not use it. I'll use it, but not, I don't want it to be my main source of anything. Yeah. I think definitely focusing on one thing at a time. And that's something I teach in the program too. It's just focus and getting really good at that one thing. So is that going to be your one-on-ones for this year? Just keep, just keep growing them. I I think so because I'm, I'm enjoying it. So I think I'm going to ride that out and see how it goes. Yeah. And go from there. And I guess the other struggle I have with group programs is that for some reason, and maybe it'll change if I actually put my, my own group together, I, I've taught group programs, uh, like a restart, is that I just didn't enjoy doing it virtually. I don't mind working one-on-one virtually, but I like to be in front of people because I can feel their energy better. And I can see if I'm losing them, if I'm sharing too much and need to scale it back. And maybe that's how I should start and then hone in on what seems to be the most effective as far as what they can listen to and what they want to learn and not overwhelm them. Because that's the other thing that I can have a habit of doing is, is overwhelming people, giving them too much information because so excited to share everything. Yeah. I Um, think that's just a, I think that that's just an industry downfall. Like that's just how we are. We want everyone to know all the things we're like, I have to tell you all of it, all of it. Yeah. Which is a good thing too. I don't know. Yeah. So that's where I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence with that and um, debating on whether I, I'm not a big fan of, 
I shouldn't say big fan. I'm not a, one to like sit down and, and blog. It's just yeah. not like really my thing. I don't, I like the newsletter. It's nice. It's short, it's short and sweet and you send it and you're done. But then, you know, you hear you should really have a blog because then it brings more traffic to your website because of the keywords that you keep repeating, things like that. And I know that I can write a blog and share it on my newsletter or write a newsletter and make it into a blog. I could do that too. I just think it has to be something you're excited about that you want to do long-term. And I did a podcast episode. Actually, I should look up the number that it was so I can reference it. But I did a podcast episode called, Should You Start a Podcast? And what I went through there in my framework was how I decided if I was ready to do a podcast. And really, like my criteria around that was, am I willing to do this for a year? Like Even if I get no results from this at all, am I willing to do it for a year? I'm pulling it up right now to see what the episode number. So it's episode number 55. Should you start a podcast? And it was like, yeah, am I willing to do this for a year with no results consistently and then evaluate if I want to keep doing it or not? And for me doing a podcast, I was willing to do that. It is work to set it up. And it certainly is a lot of work that goes into it every week, but I like doing it. So I'm willing to do that. I mean, it's not, it's kind of low hanging fruit for me to get on and talk, but if I did the same, like just for me, this isn't right or wrong. It doesn't matter. But just for me, if it was, am I going to write a blog post every week for the next year? That to me feels really grueling. So it was an easy decision for me. Like, yep, podcast. I could do a podcast, but blog post was, I'm kind of in the same boat. I know that there's uh, definitely reasons to do that, but it wasn't something that I knew I was going to be excited to stick with for a year. So it was an easy no for me. I don't know if that's helpful for you or anybody else listening. I'll just offer that. But I did a whole podcast on that episode 55. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that one because I can totally relate to exactly what you're saying. I feel like I could pick up and just talk all day long. I can anybody if anybody wants to talk about nutrition or or any lifestyle and I'm a heart math practitioner too. And so the breathing and, you know, all of that stuff, stress management, I love talking about that. I, it, I find it very easy for me to just start talking about it. Whereas to sit down and write, I, I agree with you. It feels more grueling to me. Like, yeah. So now, I mean, I'm at the point where I have copywriters that are going back through my podcast episodes and creating long form blog posts from it. So it isn't that that will never happen. Cause I do think that is a useful strategy, but it's not something I wanted to put my time and attention to because everything works. Like ultimately everything works. Does blogging work? Sure. Do podcasts work? Sure. Do just emails work? Sure. Does social media work? Sure. But trying to do all of it at once is where like, that's just not sustainable (laughs) for one person to do everything. That is not sustainable. So my suggestion to you and everybody listening, pick one and just get consistent with that and just coach yourself on this one thing. If I'm really good at it, is totally enough. And I can always add more later. I can always have people come in and do the things later in my business, which is super fun. Okay. I need to write that down again because (laughs) (laughs) when when the interview turns into a coaching call, I love it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I know. Thank you, Andrea. (laughs) But no, it's, it's so true. I, it's so true. It's, it's like, I don't know what it is. I have five minutes of free time and it's like, Oh, now I need to start this. (laughs) But I think that that's when you know you're doing something you love when you're excited about it and you're creating value and you're back in it. I, I bet you didn't feel that way when you were really burned out and when your mindset wasn't great about your business. So knowing that you have all the ideas and you want to do all of the things, I think is an indication of the fact that you're kind of aligned with your business right now. I think that's great. I don't suggest doing all of them, but (laughs) I I think, I mean, I think it's just a, a, 
like good energy around your business in general. So I wanted to ask what, and we, we have covered some of these things, but was there anything else you wanted to add in terms of what did you think your business was going to look like when you started a nutrition business versus the reality of it? Like, let's kind of dig into any, anything you had around that. Okay. So what did I think it was going to look like? I guess like when I first started, like I, I said, I didn't really, I didn't really know. I didn't think it was actually going to be like a sustainable business. I just thought I'd flip from here to there, helping this person and that person. And then as it started organically growing, then I did start picturing it where, okay, I'm going to own this entire building where I'm going to have all these other practitioners that are holistic in there with me. And so it's, I'm going to have a holistic wellness center and I, you know, and it was all going to be, you know, wonderful and easy and, and all this stuff. And I guess I didn't realize, well, especially the way I was running it, how much, how much work it is to do every one of those steps. And, and I didn't realize that I was going, because because I had issues with setting boundaries, I didn't realize that I was going to basically sacrifice my my own well-being and family time and stuff to to work with people one-on-one where I'm answering texts and messages in the evenings on the weekends and you know it's like what what am I what am I doing and I had a hard time saying no. So part of the what I thought it would look like didn't turn out the way it did be based on myself and my own issues with the way I, I was. And I had to learn how to set the boundaries and not answer emails and calls on the weekends. And, and even doing all of those things, like I said, I still was taking on too many people and I was doing everything myself. I have more automations now going on, which has helped um, the things that I've learned in the program too and which helps a lot. And, um, and then setting the higher price. Now I'm getting my ideal clients, like we talked about, and I don't need as many and I'm making a lot more money, Yeah, which it's just so much nicer. And when you're really more clear on your boundaries, your people don't push them. It's when right. you're loosey goosey on, oh, should I be answering people on the weekends? And I think I, they need me. I have to help them. And when you're, when you're having those thoughts, of course, people will take as much as we're willing to give. But I feel like a more premium offer, this, this is just my thoughts, but I think anyone can borrow them because they, but why not? A more premium offer, better boundaries, and just attracting those easiest clients and being clear on who your easiest clients are is going to give you a whole roster of clients that really don't email you on the weekends. I would be very curious if that's been your experience, but I would hypothesize it is that they're, they're really not pushing the boundaries. No, they're they're not. In fact, they only message me if there's like an issue with like some recipes and they couldn't print them or something. You know what I yeah. mean? It hasn't been anything. Yeah. It's not I've like hand holding, like hold my hand, hold my no. hand, hold my hand, hold my hand. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's a factor of getting better in your messaging and attracting those better clients. But I just think that that also is a component of charging more premium prices. I remember my, in my real estate days, and this is a broad generalization, but that doesn't mean it isn't true. When I would sell low-priced houses to first-time homebuyers, they had so many questions. They had never done it before. They needed hand-holding on everything. They barely had enough money to squeeze into the house they were getting. So it was like everything was drama. It was hard. They didn't know the process, and they needed a lot of help. 
And they were just barely able to afford the house. So when surprises would come up or there were expenses, and I'm thinking the nutrition, like parallel to this is buying more expensive food and supplements and like doing more testing. When those things come up nutrition-wise, the same thing with lower price houses selling, it was hard and they weren't able to do it. And those were just harder clients. Those were harder deals to get to fruition versus more expensive home price was someone that probably had already done it before. They were very resourceful. They had their own accountant already that they already had or asked their questions to. They weren't expecting me to be helping with that kind of stuff. When things came up, fixes needed to be made. They had the money in the bank to do it. Usually it's just a much different experience. And I think the same thing with a health and wellness clients in any way, your offer is going to kind of shape the people that you're working with and the level of, I don't know if it's resourcefulness, but like the level of what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the tools that they have access to. I don't know. You you know what I'm saying? Like in something in there, it just makes it easier. <laughs> it just really does. Yeah. And you brought up ideal clients and that's the other thing. I really, one of the things that I, that really also helped me to be more excited about what I do is to narrow down my niche. There's certain clientele that I, I, I just don't prefer to work with. And so I, that's the other thing is I never said no to anyone. It could be anything. And I would be like, yeah, sure. And it'd be like, oh, for like, for me, I don't prefer to work with people that just want to lose weight. I find that they're not as committed because I like the sicker, the better. I hate to say that, but that's, that's how I like to work with people like that because they, they seem to be more motivated. And, and I shouldn't have said that because a lot of people are motivated when they're not really sick, but I, I narrowed it down to people that suffer from like IBS and IBD. So I'm really passionate about gut health because that's, I had IBS. So I have experience there and my husband with IBD. Um, it's not that I, I, I'll help anybody with any type of digestive disorder or autoimmune because I'm also certified in autoimmune paleo. So that's known that anyone with an autoimmune disease has leaky gut. So that kind of plays together. But like, as far as like the the promoting and like on my website and, and things like that, I've put my tagline or whatever you call it, that who I work with mm-hmm. and I'm getting more people that are messaging me with those health issues. So that's, that's helpful for me too, because those are who I really, I'm passionate about working with. That's my ideal client. Mm-hmm. So not only am I setting boundaries and, you know, pricing myself where I feel like, it's worth my, it's valuable, not only to me, but my clients, because I am putting in the time to justify that price, but it take, it took a lot of, it takes that stress off and it makes it more enjoyable. Totally. And they are invested literally and figuratively. Right. <laughs> they are <Yeah>. invested. <laughs> That's such a good, I mean, it's a, it's just a win-win for everyone. Okay. I'm so excited for you, Debbie. I'm so excited to see where the rest of the year goes and beyond. Oh my gosh. Just, I I really feel the the momentum taking off for you again. Kind of, I'm not that you haven't had that in the past. Obviously you have, which has been really fun to talk about, by the way, is the ebbs and flows of business and for coming out of burnout and being re-energized about your business and your clients again. I'm so excited for you, but this kind of feels like a starting over a little like newer Uh offer, new perspective, and new process. I mean, you're in the program now, so you're following a new process. So I'm excited to see where this goes for you in the near future. It's going to be so fun. Where do people find you? Where do people send all of their IBS, IBD referrals? <laughs> so I have, um, my website is holisticnutrition.com. 
the number four health.com. Yep. Got <laughs> it. So I wanted to switch it, but my SEO is so good. I was told not to. Yep. Um, and I also, I'm on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group where I have like a lot of, I help people on that too. It's called health and wellness with Debbie Brick. I'm on Instagram, just my name, Debbie Brick. And we'll have all of these linked up in the show notes. So for anyone that wants to go find it, you'll find it there. And I'm on LinkedIn, but I never posted, but now I'm listening to your podcast on LinkedIn. And so now I'm getting kind of excited about starting to work that in. So I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the move. I'm telling you, it's (laughs) so good. So good. Okay, cool. So we'll have that all linked up in the show notes. People will be able to come and find you. Obviously, if they're in the Profitable Nutritionist Program, they can find you in there. And they should be, by the way, they should be. So yeah, I I am so grateful that you openly shared. And especially with numbers, I think that is really valuable to give like where your starting point was, what you're charging, what didn't feel good for you, what did, and giving real numbers and the context of that is so valuable. So thank you for sharing today openly and honestly. It's been amazing. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yay. Okay. So we'll stop recording. That was so. My friend, does growing your business over the summertime, the busiest three months of the year seem possible to you? How about if I tell you, you can do it in five to 10 hours each week? Uh, Yeah, I thought that would get your attention. Great. Behind the scenes here at the Profitable Nutritionist headquarters, we have been planning something really big for you. In fact, this is something we've never done before. A live challenge all about efficiency, time management, and delegating. The challenge officially starts on Monday, May 13th, and my friend, you are invited. During our five days together, plus some extras that I'm keeping as a surprise for now, you are actually going to be getting access to completely updated, brand new paid content from inside the Profitable Nutritionist program. And in this content, I teach you exactly how to structure your work for the next 90 days, including exactly what to focus on and how to lay out your calendar and your to-do list so it all gets done. We actually do an entire day's training on how to retrain your brain to procrastination-proof your top priority tasks. Those are the ones that make you the most money in the shortest amount of time, by the way. (laughs) Yes, you will walk away from this totally free challenge with a rock-solid plan for June, July, and August, all plugged in to a color-coded calendar system that is the stuff dreams are made of. The challenge is called Summertime 2.0. Again, it's brand new material to get you out of overwhelm so you can cruise into the busiest time of year feeling organized and focused while your business bank account balance just climbs up and up and up, hopefully while you are poolside or beachside. (laughs) I've taught free trainings before, but what I've never done is combine it with live Q&A, implementation sessions, coaching calls, and done-for-you resources. My friend, this is a totally different experience than anything we've ever done before. That is what you are getting in Summertime 2.0. I'm holding nothing back. Remember, this is actual paid content from inside my program, which you get a sneak peek into for five days straight. The dates are May 13th to the 19th. You are going to learn everything you need to know about time management, prioritizing, creating time boundaries, how to say no to people and opportunities that are costing you money in your business, and how to actually stick to your calendar and finish your to-do list each week including live Q&A with me where you can ask all of your questions. So do I have you sold? I sure hope so. <laughs> to register for the challenge, go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time, T-I-M-E. 
Remember, we officially start on May 13th. It goes through May 17th, but there are a few pre-party happenings going on. So make sure you register right now and don't miss out. The challenge is brand new material delivered in a completely new way that is going to have you loving the boring topic of time management. I promise. (laughs) And the best part is it's totally free. Register right now at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time. 